Hi, this is Tony Tolado, and this is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our own humanity. My Christmas Eve marathon continues with Elizabeth Scott, who is not a composer, but an incredible singer who's been featured on many movie soundtracks. Our conversation in a moment. Hi, this is Tony Tolado, and on this Sci-Fi Talk, we have the other half of the duo from Biomusique, and that is Elizabeth Scott. She was a former classical pianist heading for a concert career. Then she went to California and started singing instead. But as what ends up happening in California, someone suggested her voice for a score by composer Hans Zimmer, and the rest is history. She sang on films like Munich, where even composer John Williams specifically wrote a five-minute piece for her to sing in the film. She was a featured vocalist and also co-lyricist for John Debney in the score The Passion of the Christ. She was the featured vocalist and songwriter for the Disney film The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, the first of the Chronicles of Narnia, and her voice will again appear in the recent Prince Caspian. And now she's formed with Greg Ellis Biomusique, and they released their first album called 10,000 Steps. No, it's not albums anymore, it's CDs. Let's go to my conversation with Lizbeth Scott of Biomusique. I just actually spoke to Greg, and we had a great conversation, as a matter of fact. Oh, good. good. Said, said some nice things about you, and rightly so. <laughs> oh, very nice. As these things work, I literally got the CD today. <laughs> so, oh, my God, you're kidding. No, but I, I did get a chance to listen to it, though. Good. And uh, as I told Greg, uh, it I call it uh, soul music. Not that it's R&B, but it speaks to your soul, and I really like that. So, okay. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, your vocals and... His percussion is a very nice combination. No two ways about it. It's just uh-huh. awesome. Really, really liked it. And Good. I'm glad you like it. Now, it, it, he was telling me how um, and that the fact that you literally moved across the street and how you, you can literally shuttle, you know, the tracks to him or your vocals, and he was able <laughs> to do the work. And then he was saying that certainly saved in drive time and things like that. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. There was no drive time. <laughs> now, um, did you do this during regular? I know that sometimes these things come at certain hours of the day or morning or, or evening or late evening. Were you good about that, or did you did you occasionally drop it over late, depending on what happened? Um, we didn't really have any sort of set deadlines for each other, right. other than the overall deadline of when we needed to turn the album in. So. Mm-hmm. If we had worked on something up at Greg's studio and I wanted to continue down here, I would just do so and vice versa. So it was all very open-ended. And once we started a piece, we usually got really excited about it and so wanted to work on it, bring it to fruition as quickly as we could. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was really a matter of just being um, really into and focused on what we were doing and not having a specific deadline so to speak. I mean, essentially, he said that the tracks were, I mean, you would actually hear it, you know, and then pretty much vocally respond to what he was doing. Nothing was really written down. Uh, yeah. I mean, that just, to me, that gives it almost like a live, fresh quality that that maybe, you know, like other CDs that don't have that studio sound to it, you know, that, that kind of thing, more spontaneous. Right. Exactly, and that's really what we wanted to do, was make it very organic in that way, and we're both very, um, let's see, we enjoy improvising a lot. <laughs> it's sort of our lives. For us to be able to do that so freely was was pretty incredible. Uh, yeah, just to hear a track for me and say, oh, okay, I hear something, let's just record it. 
Mm-hmm. Nine times out of ten, that would be the vocals that we used. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think actually all the time. And you wrote the lyrics too, so I mean, the, so essentially, what he laid down would that inspire you to write the words for what you know for the songs that you had? There was something Greg and I have talked about this. There was we we both sort of felt like there was something guiding us through this whole process, and that sometimes I feel when I write lyrics that if I hear a track and I'm collaborating with someone, the lyrics are already in there, and mm-hmm. I just have cover them and the less attached I get to it the easier it is sometimes it's just instant yeah you know, I've had this with just a, a couple of very special people that I work with and Greg of course being the first you just have this uh, in- incredibly haunting quality to your voice it's uh, I mean he said it it's really an instrument the way you use it it's really amazing hmm Thank you. Yeah, it, it just really adds something really nice when you hear the uh, the tracks and, and, and the combination of both things. Uh, I mean, you take one apart from the other, and it's not the same, but together it really makes something special. That's what we were excited about, too, is to see what happened when we both sort of let go and fully embraced combining our two talents. Mm-hmm. and. And was it fun? <laughs> it's got to be a little nervous. You don't know how it's going to actually work, too, until you actually do it, too. So, I mean, it was a bit of a risk on that part, I guess. Maybe, you know, it, there's always a possibility it doesn't work out when you try something like that. Well, I think Greg and I have a tremendous amount of trust in each other. Mm. Uh, in any relationship, especially a working artistic relationship, that's sure. Because everyone's creative process is so different. Oh, yeah. I think for us to each be able to trust the other person opened a huge amount of doors and allowed us to not worry about how it was going to end up. Yeah, exactly. The tracks are diverse, and he just... um I mean, he's able to uh, to make clay pots from Home Depot sound good. So I know. <laughs> play on a, a desk and a water bottle, and it'll sound phenomenal. Well, he said he got them because he had you had mentioned to him once that you would like those sounds, and then here you go. You know, it just worked yeah. out that way. Exactly. Now, training-wise, I mean, you obviously have, you know you're a trained vocalist. So, how do you kind of stay in shape to uh, you know with you know with your voice? I'm actually not a trained vocalist. No, no kidding. I, t- I trained in piano. Right, right, piano, yes, that's right. For many, for many years and was headed along that classical track and then um, discovered, uh, because somebody else heard me sing, that I had a voice and mm-hmm. so just sort of have uh, gone on the journey with my voice and its development and here and there I've checked in with oh, about three or four teachers for a few lessons to just say, okay, am I hurting myself here? Is my voice going to last? Or, I mean, and the best and most amazing teacher for me was my very first one, which was Amy Zorn in New York. And she basically said, you know, I think you really don't need to take lessons. You just need to sing. Oh, there you go. She said, you have such a natural gift. You just, just sing. Just do it. And she was just phenomenal for me in that way. And, and so I did. Basically, whatever I hear, heard or, or in my head, I would try and replicate. Or It's very heart-driven for me. If I really connect with the music, I feel it, and it just comes out of me. And oh, yeah. If there's something that I'm not quite connecting with, then I find a way in. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, it's really just a matter for me of, again, letting my voice come out and be what it wants to be. 
Sci-Fi Talk's conversation with Lisbeth Scott of Biomusique will continue in a moment. Hi, this is Jamie Bamber, and you're listening to Sci-Fi Talk. Yeah, I don't think you mess with something that that nice and that fantastic. You just leave it alone. You don't try to change that, because then you destroy something that's too nice and too wonderful to hear. So definitely don't mess with that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, you know that. (laughs) My first reaction to the first track was just like, Wow, this is so hauntingly beautiful. It just get those two words kept coming to me all during it. It's just uh you know and the the melodies is just so soothing and it really just really speaks to you inside to, as to who you are. It just really really touched me that way. It was really something special. Well, that's great to hear because both Greg and I are very let's see, very clear about our intent to make the music that we create be a source of healing and comfort as well as entertainment and um, joy for everybody that hears it. And I'm sure Greg told you about his whole Rhythm Farm project. And for me, I've always felt that no matter where my voice ended up, I wanted it to reach people's hearts and, and heal, comfort, make just open up feelings. You know, no matter what context, even if it was in a McDonald's commercial, (laughs) it's nice to hear that you felt that way. Yeah, actually, uh, I think what's, I mean, this is obviously not in a sci-fi context, but I think um, this CD is really nice with somebody special to listen to. I think Mm -hmm. that is really a nice thing to do with something like this. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I recognized your voice, you know, and it certainly hit home listening to the CD from the, your film work. And, uh, you know, I, and I'm, I'm, it's very clearly in my mind from Narnia and uh, and how incredible it just added to the whole soundtrack to it and really just built this uh, wonderful world, uh, you know, and made it come to life. So I really, really enjoyed that. Can you describe how you kind of came to that particular project? Sure. Um I mentioned earlier that there are a few people I really connect with musically. Harry Gregson Williams is one yes. of them. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, he's the composer of um, the Narnia score. And we've known each other for many years. He was probably one of the first film composers that I, I worked with when I started doing films. And we have just a very almost wordless way of working together, much like Greg and I. He just... He'll say a few things. Um, I'm thinking maybe I need something here. <laughs> right? As soon as I hear Harry's music, I hear something in my head. That's how we work together, and it's so effortless and fun. And on that first Narnia film, that's that's really how it happened. I mean, he he knew he wanted my voice in the film, wasn't sure exactly the context. And as we went along working and uh, the score started really taking shape, that sort of became clear where my voice would work and um, where words and, and song bits would work and all of that. So it was just a fantastic project. And they are actually using that initial song in the second uh, film that comes out, I guess, in about a week. Yes, that's right. A week from today it comes out as we tape this. Yes, absolutely. Yes. 
Yes, I'm excited about that. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. I mean, uh, it's. Uh, I mean, I'm, I remember these books from when I was a kid, so it's really nice that they're doing them and doing them right. So, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, Andrew did a fantastic job on the first film, and uh, oh my god, yeah, and phenomenal. It's uh, a big hit with the younger members of my of my family. So <laughs> <laughs> good, that's well, it should be. <laughs> that's exactly right. They love it, and. Uh, and all of them love to dream, and uh, these films certainly, uh, you know, speak to that. And, and yeah. speaking of somebody choosing you, I mean, the great John Williams choosing you from Munich, that's pretty cool. That was pretty amazing, yeah. Yeah, boy. <laughs> yeah, I just have, again, he's another one of the people I spoke of earlier. I just hear his music, and that's that. Although John is very specific about what he wants, right down to the last note, he actually... It was so fun to to know that he wrote that piece for me because it just fits so perfectly into what I do as a singer that it was effortless for me to sing. Oh, that's great. Yeah, very memorable. I can hear your voice. You know, I can almost hear it from The Passion of the Christ, too. Mm, That's another really memorable, uh, you know, that's like uh, one of your hit lists, you might say. (laughs) (laughs) I know. John Devney is the other composer. (laughs) Yeah, he's great. He's fantastic and just has been so lovely to me and such an integral part of my work and family and everything else. That's a very rich score for that film. Very textured and, and used a lot of different types of instrumentation. He really did an excellent job with that. Yeah, he's just a brilliant composer. Yeah, I mean, people know him from working on uh, on scores for some sci-fi stuff. I think he actually did the score for Sequest, if I remember correctly. Yes, yeah. yeah going back right. years ago. I've asked uh, Greg about this. Uh, are as far as uh, you know, you you are going to do some dates together, and and you're sort of working that out at that at this time, as I understand. Is that right? Yes, that's true. We're doing cool. um, we're doing a small release on Tuesday in L.A. and yeah. then we are um, right now. We have some scheduled events this summer, ending up in Brazil at the end of the summer, which will be really fun. Sao Paulo. Yeah. Uh, there are other projects that we're both working on together as well. So everything, <laughs> everything is seem seemingly sort of coming together at the same moment and. Seems like we'll have a very busy summer ahead of us. It does sound that way, but it's good. It's yeah. good to be busy, though. I, yeah, it's good to Absolutely. be busy, especially when you love what you're doing. Oh yeah, I think actually this will go over very big in Brazil. I really do. Yeah, I think so too. Just I was there last summer performing, and just I mean, what an incredible people. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just never felt so welcomed and um, surrounded by such warmth mm-hmm. when I was traveling, and. Uh, um, I'm just so excited to share this music with them because I know they're going to love it. Cool. Now, um, I, I know you also do your own. Uh, I know. I think uh, actually, Greg said he's producing an album of just yourself that you're doing, not you know, as part of Bio Musique. Right. right. Yes. Um, we're sort of working together on this project that I have coming out. I'm probably going to say early next year. Okay. It is very exciting. I do have a whole other sort of um, persona as a soloist, singer-songwriter, and I sort of felt like the Biomusique project really was opening up my voice and the ease with which I create in a new way, and that's definitely reflected in my solo work. Oh, great. And so it's really fun to produce, co-produce, um, have Greg, just hand things to Greg to produce. <laughs> I mean, it's sort of all, all in one basket for this new project, and I'm very, very excited about that. And mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's that's down the pipeline, coming up soon. <laughs> now, did you actually sing on the uh, soundtrack of the Sinbad that Brad Pitt did the voice of? Did you? Were you involved? I huh? did. Yeah. Yeah. Was, absolutely. That was with Harry as well, and I did the. Um, there was a whole segment at sea when the sailors encounter the sirens, and and the sirens attempt to kill them and pull them into the ocean, and I I. Was that was my role? Hey, <laughs> singing all the different voices of those those crazy crazy women, um, and it was just a blast. So, so you did them all. You were it was all you. I did. Yeah, I pretty much did them all. We had one session where we brought in um, it was a while ago. So I'm trying to remember two other singers, um, Shawnee Fuse and um, Donna Delory. Mm-hmm. a little bit. I think that was it. I think that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we did, yeah, we just did a bunch of sessions overlapping, overlapping solo voices and then brought in those two additional singers for one session and then did a few more. We just wanted it to sound like it was in the film. Many, many different voices from many different lands, from many different areas of the sea. That's how we did it. Now, did you actually work on on a video game? Did you work on the Hellraiser video game? Did you do that something on that? Um, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, have to, you'll have to forgive me, but I I've done a few projects and I don't remember all of them. But mm-hmm. <laughs> but that does sound familiar. I know I worked on that and I worked on Lair. We'll be back with Lisbeth Scott on Sci-Fi Talk in just a moment. Hi, this is Kenneth Johnson, Kenny to my friends, and I've been speaking with Tony Tolado of Sci-Fi Talk about some of my career, uh, The Bionic Woman, The Incredible Hulk, V, Alien Nation, and a few other things, including my new novel, V, The Second Generation. I hope you'll listen, and I hope you enjoy it, because Sci-Fi Talk is the place to be listening to. I think what amazes me is how they that video games have gotten so elaborate that they're like like the, like the music yeah. for soundtracks used to be like nothing and now they're like so it's like I want the score to the video game <laughs> I know they're so they're, they're just like films in themselves they but really are Nathan Barr I'm sure you know has mm-hmm. done quite a few horror sort of sci-fi films oh yeah and I've sung for him quite a bit on Hostel and um, Cabin Fever and then I'm working with him right now on True Blood Oh, True Blood, yes. Yeah, cool. Uh, Alan Ball's new project, so that's really fun. Oh, great, great. Uh-huh. Do you have much to do there, or how long is that involvement for uh, you? He is planning on using my voice in association. I can't tell you too much. Sure. But it's uh, in association with one of the characters, and so that will sort of continue throughout the, the life of the um, project. Oh, very cool. Now, when you when you compose for you know for your own stuff, how do you like to work? Do you work on you know you have a piano background? Do you work that way or but with guitar? I play a lot of different instruments because I like to see where they're going to take me creatively. Mm-hmm. Yes, piano is my foundation. It's like my house, <laughs> and then a guitar after that. And I have recently gotten a classical guitar, which I'm having a lot of fun with. Oh, nice. And I have a dulcimer, and I play um, 
kalimbas a lot, the African femme pianos, and they inspire <laughs> such a different form of song and creativity, which I really love. Um, and then harmonium, I work with a lot. Well, you know, I, I love dulcimers and harmoniums. I love those things. They are yeah. so cool. I love the sounds. You just can't replicate those sounds, you know. It's just, no, it is so unique and so yeah, beautiful. Absolutely. I read your bio. You worked with John Prine. Is that right? I did. I, oh, I love John, John Prine. He's fantastic. Oh, you know, man. Yeah. I opened for John up at the Ventura Theater um, a couple of years back, and wow, what a special night that was. <laughs> oh, I bet. That must have been a fun show. Boy, I'll tell you. It really was. That's great. He's a great composer. Oh, he wrote some great stuff. I really love wow. <laughs> and Mark Isham, actually, who's done a lot of um, his scores are very, uh, very original and, and, and hard to like, you know, that people like to pigeonhole people into certain holes. Yeah. And you can't do that with him. He's really good. He's so unique. He really is. He has such a beautiful voice of his own, you know. And um, Greg and I will actually be performing with Mark in Sao Paulo when we're there at the end of the summer. So wow. Boy, that makes it even more special. That's going to be a pretty yeah. cool night. Yeah. It's tempting. <laughs> <laughs> Come on down. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, yeah, actually, I'm going I'm going to Europe for this summer. I, I won't be heading down that way, unfortunately. Probably about the same time, too. If, you know, it's going to be in August, so we probably would miss oh. that. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, Greg told me, um, you know, you guys are on MySpace which is great. Yeah, we're on MySpace, and we're, we also have a um, web page as well. Okay. Do you have the URL? Is it biomusic.com? It's biomusic.net. .net. Okay, good. And we each have our own websites, mm -hmm. um, which feature biomusic. Mine's with bestscott.com, and Greg's is rhythmfarm.com. Oh, great. P-H-A-R-M. I don't know if he told you that or not. No, he didn't, so I'm glad you did. Okay, it's rhythm and then farm, P-H-A-R-M. We'll uh, also mention that at the end of the interview as well, so we'd like to do that. The the MySpace thing, have you, um, how have you found that experience like? Have you been able to kind of delve into that world a little? I have my own MySpace page. Oh, do you? Okay. Uh -huh. It's been a really fun experience. I'm also on Facebook as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just about to sort of... Um, soup up both pages a little bit to to um, make them more uh, up, updated, and it's been a wonderful experience. And I've met and connected with a lot of people that I never would have connected with, um, simply because it reaches all over the world. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, and people can find you in a in a different way than just a simple internet search. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's a little bit more personal and yes, um, easy. Yeah, I'm on there too. So actually, I'll I'll be uh, I'll be reaching out to you to become buddies. <laughs> I, I mean, that's one thing I do on MySpace is when the interviews are done, I will uh, I will mention that that they're done and and actually have the link in my blog on MySpace. And that actually that blog has actually grown. There's a lot of people that a lot of eyes are starting to watch it. So uh, I'm really happy about that. Really had a great time uh, talking to both of you. I, I think this is a wonderful CD. It really well, is. Thanks so much, and, and also for your support. We, we appreciate it. I'm, I, today, today's been a busy day, so I think uh, bio music might be my R&R. <laughs> <laughs> Just put it in your car and drive around. <laughs> oh, actually, I'll pop it in my computer, lay down, and just like, just forget the world for a while. <laughs> Good. So in that sense, you guys have succeeded big time. <laughs> Great. <laughs>
Great. Well, thank you, Tony. Besides thanking Elizabeth, I'd like to thank Costa Communications for arranging the interview. You can download her album, Dove. And I heard two tracks, Beg and Forever Return, that are really good. So she's a very talented singer and songwriter, definitely worth checking out. This is Tony Tolado. Thanks so much for listening.